Um, like I'm running, I'm, I'm running like one old virus, one new virus, just in case. <laughs> um, but then if it, the, the, he was kind of like, "How are you going to bring out shadows? I've got bar on the gates." I'm like, "Yeah, but I've got an Avery's acolyte as well." He's like, "Oh yeah, you could do that as well." I'm like, "Yeah, I can do that. I've got all the gold in the world. <laughs> I can." Neil and Nefarious Acolyte pay one to turn off your barn gates and still pay six to bring out Varys and wipe your board. He was like, well, you could, but I just won. But yeah, shenanigans. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. And if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Hello and welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne. This is episode 93. I'm your host, Dave Bamford, and I'm joined today by Mr. Tony Makos. Say hello, Tony. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hello. The next six weeks are just full of singing and joy for <gasps> other people. <laughs> yeah, I know it's you know you're, you'll be sadly missed, but uh, it's Starlight this week, so we're you know quite joyfully happy and and looking forward to you know the Americans get Thanksgiving, the Europeans get Starlight. It's some Amer- some Americans get both. They're very lucky. Yeah. Some Americans come over and get a little bit of both, but uh, um, for me, this is very much my Thanksgiving. So. I I like the idea of uh, next next year, Tony. Let's try and meet up on the Wednesday and cook a big <laughs> turkey dinner. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Before we fly out the next morning, it may be cheaper for you to come down here and fly with us. So, <laughs> and do you know what? It would it will be probably cheaper to fly down to you, have a big turkey dinner, and then fly to Frankfurt from, from you than it would be to fly Edinburgh to uh, to, to Frankfurt, but uh, um, and get a turkey dinner out of it. Exactly. Good. Um, but uh, to answer your question, I'm very well whether you asked that question or not, and I'm very much looking forward to this weekend. It's obviously quite uh, quite big in my kind of sights at the moment. Yeah, I can imagine. Are you Are you broadly prepared? No, not in any way, shape, or form. But that's the fun of it, right? It's, yeah. It's it's the kind of uh, when you have like a game night kit or a to- little tournament of the weekend, and you're up, you know, up till two o'clock in the morning the night before putting the final touches to a deck. That's what you do with the tournament. For for Starlight, it's that amplified about ten times because you've got weeks and weeks and weeks to prepare. Uh, maybe say a month when you know what the uh, the pack. It's going to be what the carpool is going to be for Starlink. And then you play some games, but in my case, and in a lot of people I know's case, completely fail to narrow down exactly what you're going to play over the space of the uh, joust and the melee. So, um, no, is my answer. I'm not prepared at all, and I've got 24 hours to figure out exactly what I'm doing. By the time people. Hours loads of time. Exactly, that's what I mean. When on a Friday night at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're kind of like, ah, it's fine, I've got plenty of time to finish this deck. Now I've got like. You know, it's Tuesday night as we record. I'm not playing a joust deck until Saturday. It's ages, right? It's more, much more than 24 hours. It'll be, uh, yeah. be fine. There's so much you could do in that. You could cook yourself a turkey dinner in that time. Oh, God, maybe that's, <laughs> that's, maybe that's exactly what I need to do. Uh, so I'm, I'm prepared for... I'm prepared to go to Germany. I'm prepared to go to the castle. I'm prepared to all the things 
around the the meat part of the pun of the of the weekend, which is playing cards. I'm prepared for everything else. I'm looking forward to going and seeing people and playing games and stuff and drinking and all the rest of it. It's just the little factor of the playing cards that uh, I need to I need to nail down. But we've got some options, and we'll talk about that later on. Okay. Well, uh, today we're going to talk about um, talk about Starlek, obviously. And we're going to recap Worlds uh, broadly, as we can't really remember what went on. It was ages ago, right? It, it was ages ago. Um, and, yeah. So, we, you know, it's Worlds. We don't care too much. So, we'll talk about that briefly. Uh, and then Tony has some stuff he wants to talk about, which I'm not really aware of. Um, mm. And then we'll fuck off, and I'll go back to work, and Tony will build a deck. So, yeah. That's the way it goes. That's, yeah. that's what we've got planned for you tonight. Um, that's our plan. Yeah, and then after this episode... Uh, we'll join. We'll come back for Starlek, and then we'll probably do some uh, an episode before Christmas, and then we'll take a little break. So that's our plan for the next six weeks. Mm. Uh, let's crack on with it, I guess. Sounds good. Tell worlds. me about these. Tell me, yeah, what, okay, worlds then. Yeah, I was going to say tell me about these fucking games you've been playing, but I guess worlds is. Uh, it's not more important, but it is a thing. We it's have to kind of acknowledge first as well. Yeah, we have to acknowledge it happened, I guess. Yeah. Um, got any? Any thoughts from Worlds? My th- my my main thoughts are that the the wonderful named Team Europe with a Y went to Worlds and did very well. Hmm. Did very very well this year. Did we win uh, all the events? No, we didn't win all the events. Oh, okay. So I believe some of the events were won by non-Europeans, um, because I'm presuming the Europeans allowed them to to win to win melee that kind of thing. Oh, uh, I meant the proper events, like the uh, the World Championship events. Did we win Rune Wars? You know? No, we didn't. Oh, okay. So I'm just pretty uh, sure. Now 5R. Uh, yes. No, we didn't win. I think uh, an American gentleman uh, won Rune Wars. Uh, no I one think really I saw, cares. No, I think I saw him being interviewed, and, and I think he both looked American and had an American name and sounded like he had an American accent. That's pretty conclusive. That's not for me. That's about. <laughs> it's it's so circumstantial my, uh, evidence, but uh, it, it's, it all adds up. Allow it. Yeah, it exactly. all adds up. You know, I think if I found his name and googled it, it would come up American. <laughs> what, like the uh, the snapshot of the Wikipedia page? This guy, American. <laughs> exactly, big finger pointing at flowers, this... uh, flowers, flags, and eagles and stuff just explode out of the screen. This is what an American looks like. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So right whoever, here. whoever he is, whatever his name is, congratulations for winning the Rune Wars World Championship, mate. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Delighted that, that you won. God, I hope he's not Canadian or something. I feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're not deliberately uh, racist. No, no, no. That was purely accidental. But I feel very bad about kind of like slur, you know, slurring him a little bit. Anyway, yeah, the Europeans did really, really well, and uh, we had a substantial kind of team that went over. Uh, to play in Joust and Melee, and uh, a European won, and there were plenty of Europeans in the uh, top 16, and yeah, got well done to all of them, and the FFG's uh, uh, live streaming of the event was pretty good this year. Um, shame there was no, you know, alternative way to kind of, uh, you know, no alternative commentary this year, but, you know, we got into trouble last year for doing it, so... If if people want one, they're very welcome to set it up and we'll do it. Mm. It's just we don't have the organisational skills to 
organise it. We were both yeah. free. We weren't doing anything. We were watching the stream. We're but right. we just don't have the drive. So if people want it, provide us with something to stream. And yeah. uh, we're happy to talk shit over it. Alternatively, uh, pay for a couple of plane tickets for us to go over there and set up a booth next to Ryan and Evan. <laughs> and we'll have, a, we'll have a separate channel so that on Twitch, perhaps, you could have, like, two audio channels. Oh, that'd um, be amazing. <laughs> one for FFG and one for us. Uh, and it would just be us talking shit and kind of slandering Americans over the top of it. Um, <laughs> so it sounds like a great idea. And if anyone, if any uh, philanthropic benefactor wants to kind of chuck a couple of tickets <laughs> to, to <laughs> enable us to do this, professionally, you understand. We won't play. It's fine. Even if we qualify, even if we win nationals and stuff next year, uh you know, I'll, I'll go and commentate rather than play. I'll, I'll sacrifice potentially winning the world championship to go and commentate for the masses. Someone wants to do that, grand. But uh, no, I watch quite, I watch quite a lot of it, and I didn't watch it all just because it wasn't all that interesting. Um, but there was lots of people, like, lots of people we know that obviously that, that, that were there and they were on stream and did, and did very very well. Are um, our UK national champion, Joe Zimmer, went over and did very well, made top 32, I understand. Top Please correct 16. me if I'm wrong. Did he make 16? Yeah. Oh, dear. I can't remember. Neither can I. Fix it and um, editing, Justin Pavilion, Justin Pavilion. <laughs> yeah, I thought he made 32, but who You keep talking in a high voice, it doesn't count. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think who else. Oh, I know who else was in the top two. Oh, how embarrassing. Uh, he made top 32. Yes! So congratulations, Joe. <laughs> congratulations, Joe. I know, obviously it's terrible we didn't make top 16, but it's also, it's really good that I'm correct. So, <laughs> I know. It's more important that I'm correct than that you made top 16. No offence. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, Joe, so Joe made top 32. Congratulations to him. He was playing Greyjoy in a field of very little Greyjoy, it appears. There was um, a lot more in the second day, wasn't there? Yes, I think that there weren't many of the Europeans. I think all the most of the Europeans have been clumped together into day one, right? Yeah, and it was much more kind of North American uh, into in, in day two. So he didn't face much great joy, I think, on the day, uh, uh, which was um, which is good. I think a lot of people prepped for great joy, and then a lot of people prepped for who else? Ryan Jones was playing great joy, I think. Oh, there was a couple of other great joys there, but he made he made top thirty two. Um, let me see. Uh, Evan, last year's uh, UK national champion, made top 16 with one of the very few Barra decks that were there. He was playing Barra Rose Kohar. Um, our European champion, Wama, made top four, which was fucking tremendous for his kind of first trip to Worlds. Um, did really, really well and unfortunately got beaten by the eventual champion, um, the man with the red scarf, uh, Leonard Palmer. Um that man was a fucking legend. I very much enjoyed all his games. And that's quite a lot coming from me because I detest Martel Wolf. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> cannot cannot win a game against it. Hate playing. But Jesus, that was a delight to watch that man play. He was very, very good. I would like to congratulate him on taking my deck to the uh, <laughs> World Championship champion slot. Uh, you're welcome for me providing the inspiration back in 2016. Mm. Um and uh, I'll be thoroughly enjoying some full bleed Martel cards. Yeah, I guess there is that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get full bleed Dorns and full bleed uh, Ramsey Snows and more full bleed Wards. <laughs> We've already got some full bleed Wards. Yeah. At least it's not more copies of uh, Head on Spikes. 
Although yeah, we true. will be up to, what, three copies of Marched? Maybe yeah. more? Maybe yeah, four copies of Marched? Jesus. Don't need that many Marched. No. There's already official alt arts as well. Yeah. yeah. It was... It, it, I did find it quite funny. I mean, the... The... The commentary as Worlds was going from the uh, from the Twitch chat in general was just just abysmal and, and a terrible place to be, uh, uh, just because Twitch chat is the pits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very it was very entertaining, kind of watching people not so much shouting out for not not so much kind of cheating on the person that they wanted to win, but cheating on the deck that they wanted to win to be printed up as a World Championship deck so they could get those sweet full bleed uh, mm-hmm. cards about nine months down the line. It's um, terrible kind of commercial and capitalist kind of um, way to look at these things. It's perfectly reasonable. I wanted Greyjoy to win because uh, I want full bleed Vinces. Yeah, okay. To love. Yeah, but that's you know, I, I get. Well, okay, okay, I get that. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, yeah. Well done, mate. Well done, uh, Leonard. And I'm looking forward to seeing you and your scarf uh, at Starlight this weekend. But um, why? Oh, why didn't you play Three Dawns? <laughs> hey, it didn't seem to matter, did it? <laughs> when I, I saw his deck list, I was surprised at the lack of three ofs in there of, a, of some of the uh, some of the cards in particular. Yeah, there was only two Dorns. What's the other thing that I was shocked that there was only two of? I think he's uh, he's been paid off by FFG so that so that they sell more champ card decks. <laughs> Is it something like he only ran two frozen solids or something like that? Yeah, that's. Some- I run two frozen solids in my yeah. other wolves. Yeah, normally something along those lines. Um, Not that I'm saying I'm as good as uh, the world champion, of course, but I am. You got two frozen solids, three wards, one blade, uh, two dorms, yeah, two secret schemes, uh, two arias, two bastard daughters. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It's an, it's an interesting little deck. What the way they. The proportions and stuff. Uh, two Ramses, uh, three Ario Hotas, um, and was very much enjoying you when you die in that uh, deck full of reserve bumps. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. That's the the true innovation, I think. Yeah, I think that was lovely. But and <laughs> um, consistently opening exchange is pretty good in Mato Wolf as well. Mm. You generally don't need that uh, like high gold plot or anything. Yeah. Um, so that's great. Yeah, um, it was it was a delight to see him um, the the streamed game with him against Reinhardt, who was playing. Uh, I think he was playing Tar Crossing or he was playing Tar something anyway. I think he was he was playing Tar Crossing, right? Uh, and no, uh, it was House Streams Marine. Okay, yeah, it was what? Well, yeah, one of the everyone was that was playing Tar was playing either fucking Crossing or that, right? Pretty much, and uh, he fucking tore him apart. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I think I had to go out. Like I watched like the first like twenty minutes of that uh, game, and it just got to that round three or round four where basically he had kind of he not so much wiped his board, but well, I think he had wiped his board and he had nothing. It, he was he was like seven power down, but there was no way he couldn't win at this point because he'd just Martel wolfed his uh, his his colleague, and uh, it was like round three, I think, and uh, yeah, it was a delight to see. Excellent. Well, yeah. Uh, so, congratulations to all of them. Uh, congratulations mm. to Whammer on a fantastic run. Obviously, absolutely. Yeah, well done, mate. Uh, broken, breaking our hearts at the last moment. Yeah. Which I'll never forgive him for. But also, thank you for the postcard that I received this morning. 
uh, from <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> nice, good timing. Uh, yeah, and congratulations to the rest of Team Europe who put in a cracking performance, and I guess all those Americans who did well. Pretty yeah. Well done to you as well, I guess. Yeah, they did well. They they just didn't do well enough, I guess, right? Mm. So, but but they can only be one winner and uh, just over a hundred losers. Yeah. So the rest yeah. of you are all losers. There was definitely something else I wanted to talk about regarding worlds. Yeah, you said as I said, I just don't know what drama. it was. It, mm. Maybe there was no drama. Maybe I'm making it up. Maybe I just wanted there to be drama. But I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about. But it clearly wasn't important enough. Um, there, aside there from was... the fact that FFG need to start using Justin Pavilion. Yeah, they do. Because fuck me, that was awful. It does seem strangely archaic when you have to depend on your mates taking photographs of pieces of paper. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then they go on to use challenge anyway, so it's not like they. Yeah. They always want to use Tome. They're still happy to put the cut on it. Even if they don't use Justin Pavilion, just use something that means we can, you know, track. They do it. You're, you know, come up with your own site. I, I don't know. However you do it, it just seems weird not to be able to kind of track these things. Considering uh, they've got this Keyforge um, software coming out to track victories and stuff. Yeah. They could easily adapt that into Thrones. They'll yeah, have that's... a much better picture of the meta. Mm. Um. Uh. They could. And then they could use that. Like it wouldn't take them much to just make a jousting pavilion equivalent mm. that people can use. Mm. And don't make it so that only TOs can download it, like Tome. Yeah. And then jobs are good. The only other drama, and again, it wasn't really drama, but the only really thing of note that I can think of when it comes to worlds is that there were still some combination shenanigans going on in melee because a lot of the ladies combination stuff hasn't been restricted and it's almost like people kind of went hang on a minute i can still play this in melee and build decks that can win turn one beginning of turn two and there was a little bit of that kind of thing going on Um, but and again it was the whole well we're gonna build this because we're gonna build it and win with it and then ffg will have to do something about it uh bullshit you're well aware of my thoughts on that Exactly. No, I, I, I concur 100%. <laughs> uh, so there was there was a little bit of that. Uh, and as a result, the organising team for Stalic have uh, tailored their own little restricted list so that hopefully that won't happen this weekend. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, somebody will come up with something, but that's the, that's the way the game goes. That's fine. That's creativity. That's that's. But, but playing the same old kind of combination bullshit is uh, boring. But, you know, if it wins... I can't remember if it did win. Is that what Jesse was playing? Maybe. Jesse won, didn't he? Uh, he won melee. Maybe. Kind of <laughs> a real lion. That he got, who knows? It was ages ago now. It was like a fortnight ago. It was so long ago. I feel like so many things have happened since then. God, I was talking to Evan about it last night, and even, you know, because it was like his holiday, he was, like, he, he was the same. He's like, God, it was ages ago. I can't remember what happened. I played some games. I lost a I lost a game and everyone saw me lose a game. But I made top sixteen. Grand. Look at all the swag I got. Anyway, where are we going next? You know, it's just fleeting. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Oh, move. On. We'll move on to more important things. Let's do. Yeah. Let's do so. Uh, so in between then and now, I've been to four tournaments. Jesus Christ! I'm prolific. We've Steady. had three G and Ks in eight not in eight days in London, um, which has been pretty great. It's that'd probably... be great if you were actually training for something. Yeah, if I yeah, um, so over the course of my four uh, games, as you can see from uh, Jousting Pavilion, I played Stark the Conclave, 
Mm. There's a video of that on YouTube on the uh, Night of the Blackwater channel, so go and look at that. Luckily, Turn 1 is not on there because I fucked up Turn 1 hard. Uh, there's also a game from later which is the top four game against Joe Zimmer who is playing the deck he would go on to take to Worlds Um, and as is tradition whenever I play Joe something goes terribly terribly wrong (laughs) Uh, I don't think I've had a a close game with Joe in like the last two years (laughs) Um, normally I don't see any economy until like round seven this time I I think I only saw Maesters (laughs) <laughs> so like Anna Wyman so like it was just I couldn't do shit basically <laughs> uh, so, so alright fair enough he's like I don't know what to play against in your deck I don't know how to do it I was like honestly mate don't worry just make challenges and just win because I can't do anything about it <laughs> uh, until it's too late because he's got uh, his pinches online oh uh, yeah um, so yeah you'll be able to watch that as well um, look forward to that one wow. yeah well fuck off um, <laughs> I then went on to play uh, Tyrell Conclave because I'm a bit on a bit of a Conclave binge as uh, as listeners may be aware from when we built the Greyjoy stag deck I said that at some point in the future we'll talk about the Conclave today is not that day but I've been, I've been playing Stark Conclave on and off since Conclave came out and then once I'd taken it to a tournament I made top four happy with that mm. uh, I want to try a new one so I played Tyrod Conclave, uh, and that was fun. And then I tried another one, but we won't talk about that yet, because it's only had one game and it was disgusting. Uh, but I've got three more Conclave decks in my mind, so over the next few months I'll play them, and we'll talk about them at a later date, either here or in other channels where I've been asked to talk about my uh, Stark Conclave deck. So that is a treat for after Starlock, or Two possibly questions. after Christmas. Two, two questions. One, when you say that you have another Conclave deck, which you won't talk about, but is disgusting, in what oh, way is it bad. disgusting? Bad. It went disgustingly badly. Sorry. See. Um, but that was one game, you know. A very unoptimised deck, one game, playing against a top-tier Stark deck that was practising for Starlock. It's not, perhaps not uh, the best place to test it. Right. Um, so that needs, you know... It, it was a classic, you know, I didn't see any economy until like turn five, so mm. it went badly. Um, I think it was a, a one-card setup as well, I have a feeling. <laughs> it, it was a shit show, basically. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the less said about that game, the better. Which is I why see. I can't really talk about it, because it, it meant nothing. Um, I see. No, yeah. no, I, I can't really talk about it, because I'm saving my super spicy secret tech for... <laughs> no, uh, regionals? To, to regional, <laughs> oh, well, no, to talk about on another podcast. Oh, something. no. I don't know. I don't, that was, was my other question. Are you saving super spicy secret tech to talk about on another podcast when you could talk about it on this one? But I appreciate, one, know the, first, the answer to the first question, answers the second question as well, yeah. and two, this isn't the time. It's There's not. bigger fish to fry at the moment. It's not. We'll, we'll be able to dedicate an entire episode probably to the Conclave in a future episode once I have time to um, play more factions. Nice. Not just Tyrell and Stark. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I took Lenart's Martel Wolf to a uh, a, a GNK hmm. uh, which was fun. I Obviously I've been playing Martel Wolf on and off since like May 2016 so I've Play, I've been around the block a few times with that deck, mm-hmm. um, but I decided to play it card for card his just to give other people a bit of a, a, ch- a chance to see it in action. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 
I played uh, Vince's rather wonderful Lannister, um, the Faith Militant deck, which he took to the final of Battles of Summerhall, um, and then has had a, a mixed performance since, but I did pretty well with it at the GNK. Uh, again, that is a deck that will wait for another time. It sounds, uh, from what so I know about it, it sounds really interesting. So Yeah, so uh, I think, assuming we have time on the next episode, I'd like to get Vince on to talk about that directly. Um, right. And that, that was from a... Uh, I spent two weeks trying to convince him not to do it, and then we did it, <laughs> and it turned out to be all right, and I was really pissed off. <laughs> Uh, but that again, that's uh, you know that's spoiling next episode. There's so much to talk about in the future, and not now, probably because I want to go to bed. Um, so yeah. that's 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 my time to now, uh, which brings us up to Tuesday the 13th of November, and well, we know what's coming this week. Tony, you take the wheel. I'm not going, so. It's, yeah. The rest of it's all you. I'm just going to nod in the background and throw shade at people. Oh, so, but hang on. yeah, but but you know, I don't. I can't spoil my super spicy secret tech. Oh, you don't. The no, reason, you don't have to. I just want you to talk about Starlick in general. All right. Well, the reason I can't spoil my super secret spicy tech is that I don't have any. So yeah, uh, it would be uh, it would be a fool's errand. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah, it's Starlick this weekend. Anyone that listens to this knows everything there is well maybe not everything they need they uh need to know about Starlight but uh the two of Starlight is this weekend it begins on in earnest on Thursday games start on Friday it's the usual um um the usual bullshit and uh it's gonna be great uh it's gonna be obviously um uh, also terrible that you yourself aren't there um Mr. Bamford I understand you have uh, other shit on your plate there's a bunch of big bunch of other big names not as big as you, obviously, um, <laughs> that aren't coming this weekend either. And it'd be a, um, it's going to be sad to be there without those guys too. Um, and can, my wife's not going, which uh, some of you might think, oh, that's grand, you know. And some of you will be like, why the fuck is he coming? Because it'd be much more entertaining to see see, see Tony's wife than him. That Again, correct. You know, <laughs> but um, no, she has it. She's she's staying here, and I'm going. I'm uh, taking the flight to Germany uh, without her, and. Uh, um, I'm sure she'll have a lovely time here without me. Um, she is currently upstairs building my melee deck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your guess is as good as mine as to how that's going to turn out. But she is much better at melee than I am. She is much better at building melee decks than I am. And uh, so I'll be very interested to see what she comes up with with that. Um, obviously, so I've, I've been doing a little bit of prep over the last week for it. Probably not enough. But uh, we had a little kind of GNK here in Edinburgh. And on on Saturday, uh, with the usual usual people kind of in attendance, um, the it's it, it, it's you know nobody really cared about the prizes for the actual GNK. We were more concerned about trying to kind of get our Dexter Stalic kind of sorted out and getting some practice in on that. Um, there were some interesting decks on on show. There was a few um, there was a few Assault of the Shadows decks uh, kicking about, both in Lannister and Tyrell form. Um, both decks very interesting. Uh, I was playing Lanny Shadow, Lanny Assault at the weekend. Still, still might be playing in, uh, in Stalic. I'm not entirely sure. I've got two or three decks. I'm trying to kind of figure out what to play. But uh, yeah, we had, some, we had some fun at the weekend trying to uh, trying to figure out kind of what we're all playing. I don't think after that GNK finished that anyone was any the wiser as to kind of what they were definitely going to play. <laughs> uh, but you know, that's that's the way it goes, right? Uh, I 
I'm I think I'm either taking I'm either taking the Lanny Shadows or I'm gonna take some Greyjoy big boy beat sticks uh deck. Uh, I contemplated taking Martel Cahor until it got his ass kicked three times last night against three different decks. Uh, it's it's just not ready. It's just not ready. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Stalic's really ready for it either, and and so I'll leave it at home next year. Uh, yeah, but next year will be next year will be that will be, oh, be fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> it, it will be. I mean, yeah, there's lots of things I want to do with that. I tried to build the reverse of it as well, the 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 Barra Sun. Um, and that doesn't work at all. But never <laughs> <laughs> you don't get venomous blades, and most importantly, you don't get any decent fucking economy. But uh, that's that's what I think for you. Uh, but I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to uh, a day of melee on Friday. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, arguing with uh, people from other European countries over who's going to win uh, who's going to win a table. It's definitely not going to be me. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, let me see. I'm looking forward to kebabs. I'm looking forward to uh, playing games in the cafe. I'm looking forward to mystery meat at the castle. All the usual, uh, all the usual fantastic things that come with uh, a weekend in Baccarat. And for those of you that have never been before, as a lot of you will have been, a lot of you this might be your first time. Uh, you'll, you know. I look forward to seeing you there. I look forward to playing cards with you. I look forward to meeting you in the kebab shop. I'm probably staying in the same flat as some of you. Who knows? Um, but it's going to be a good weekend. Don't stress out about playing cards too much. Uh, there's much more to the weekend than just playing cards. Um, even though, play, even though, even though there's a lot of cards being played, there is a lot of drinking to be done, and there's a lot of uh, stupid food to eat, and there's a lot of. Uh, um, uh, uh, other shenanigans going on uh, a lot of uh, swag in the town hall a lot of oh god what else do we do at Starlight a lot of stairs to climb let's not forget that last year we had last year we had a fantastic uh, we had a little uh, uh, photo competition if you remember where we had uh, um, people taking photos of them uh, of themselves as they reached the kind of reached the top of uh, as they reached the the bench near the top of the stairs uh and I'm going. I will, Dave. I will send you a photograph of uh, of myself and some contemporaries at that bench, probably giving you nasty finger signs. But uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it's my equivalent of a postcard from Sally. I know you're not going to be there, but let's say you were going. Mm-hmm. What, what would you be playing? Oh, that's a good question. What would you be playing in uh, in let's say in melee first on the fantastic. Uh, Fancy dress filled Friday melee at Salak. Uh, Vince popped in this uh, the, this evening to discuss melee, and he asked me that, and I just said probably some rush. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've played uh, Targ Rose for the last two years. There's a oh, yeah. good chance I'll just take something boring again. Yeah. Um, I've kind of got half an eye on Stark. With um, Cat and Scargos mm-hmm. uh, for some passive power gain, but honestly, mm-hmm. I'd, it would be something boring and quick and easy, but with some fun things to play around with in the plots. I think last year, I um, in most of my games, if people remember the discussion, uh, I managed to force a lot of turn two valors by going last, overextending deliberately without saves. 
um, <laughs> and then riddling the Valors. Mm. Uh, and that was great. Mm. Uh, that won me a lot of tables. Um, <laughs> so that kind of thing, playing, for, forcing plots and playing around with that kind of thing and interesting plots is my favourite way of making Rush interesting mm. um, in Melee. But honestly, I haven't really given it much thought. That's just kind of a off-the-cuff thing from earlier. Yeah, I guess... Before I helped Vince build his fucking nonsense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which obviously we won't talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which he ignored 90% of my advice. And just wanted validation for his own... Yeah. His own thoughts. Mm. But that's fine. He's the mellow player. Um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, probably uh, Targ or Stark with some fairly quick cards in there mm. for the melee. I assume your next question is, what would I play in the Joust? Well, you'd think it would be, would, uh, <laughs> and you'd be absolutely right. <laughs> that is my next question. <laughs> yeah, um, I would be incredibly tempted to take one of my two Conclave decks. Really? They were really fun. Uh they're not as efficient as just not playing the Conclave <laughs> and just playing a different agenda, um, but they're really fun. Oh, okay. In more seriousness, I would more likely take Greyjoy or Martell Wolf. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd imagine yeah, you, you, you're half decent at Martell Wolf, you know? <laughs> you know, you know your way around a Martell Wolf deck. Why wouldn't, you know, Martell Wolf being still being pretty good, why would you not take Martell Wolf? Yeah. yeah. I can I can see that. That would um, probably be probably be that mm. one of those two decks. Uh, I really enjoyed playing Greyjoy in, at Siege, uh, so I wouldn't be shocked to play them again. Is there... I haven't played Martell at Starlex since uh, 2015. It's been a while, so uh, yeah. Is there I'm anything? Sure is there anything that came out in the last pack that would uh, change let's say for example your Greyjoy deck that you put at Siege of Winterfell Christ um, what is in the last pack I haven't actually put it in the binder yet so I guess there's I guess there's the event that gives that draws you a couple of cards on unopposed the Rise of Meek is it yeah if I could fit that I would probably bring that with me what's the character fuck knows um, I can't remember now I should I should probably have a look because I've got uh, a computer sitting in front of me. Let's find out what that is. It is. Where, where have I put my cards? They were on my desk. Like oh, it's Maca- It's Makoto, obviously. Oh yeah, he's probably a bit expensive in that deck. In, yeah, he's not really in. He's not a. Uh, he's yeah. not for that deck, is he? He's for. I mean, I haven't even contemplated the idea of kind of Greyjoy assault from the shadows. Mm. I wonder what you would. <sighs> Greyjoy is not hot on having its economy chopped by one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I can't think of many kind of Greyjoy cards that would be amusing to pop into shadows that you couldn't normally pop. You know, but I can't think of many. <laughs> surprise, kind of, you're surpri- on. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Well, a surprise Tywin is is what is is hilarious in Lanny. <laughs> you know. Oh, hang on! I'm yeah. just going to pay seven to bring fucking Tywin out. What? Why bother? You know, it's because it's funny. Or uh, a, a surprise. <laughs> A surprise Gregor is even funnier. <laughs> How was he hiding in shadows? He's fucking huge. <laughs> but bringing him out and defending a defending a little uh, military uh, yeah. attack when no one sees it coming is uh, is very entertaining. But ultimately, does it help you win the game? Probably not. It's just quite funny. Um, so 
I think so, Makoro fits right into um, Lanny Kraken's shadows. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. They've got the hand destruction from the Nighttime Marauders and the Incerci. And uh, this allows them you to choke their board as well as, um, as well as their hand, and mm-hmm. um, Lannister have more gold than Greyjoy, so they're more likely to be able to play. The Lanny Kraken Shadows is quite yeah, not yeah. not bad, not bad call. Actually. I haven't really thought of that. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah yeah those are the rise would it'd be good to fit up. Rise with me because I'm 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 contemplating the kind of you know taking a taking a boat deck at the weekend for something kind of big and brash to kind of play with uh, rather than kind of complicated and, uh, and fiddly. <laughs> which, well, do, which do you want my spicy tip then? Go on. My my spicy boat deck tip. Go on. Is on a misty morn. Yeah, to get your uh, non-uniques back. Yeah. Yes. Vince and the power claim, Chud. Mm. Both good cards. Now, if you can find the slots. You're a better man than me. That's the tricky thing. Uh, you, you don't almost, want to lose for them. It's almost definitely worse than everything you're already running. <laughs> but recurring Vince and the, the Claim Soak Chud is good in what is already quite a frustrating deck. And in the, you know, it's got big guys and cancels. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. And they work well together in that you can kill the Chuds with Vince. Mm. And then Vince can die, and then you can bring him back, and you can do it all again. Mm. Uh, yeah, that that would be. If I had more time, I would love to throw that in a Greyjoy deck and see, and see what would happen. Uh, okay. mm. Maybe once Pinch and the thing are split up, and you regain slots, then, um, then you could try it. But at the moment, I just don't think you have the slots, sadly. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, getting those back from the dead pile is good as well. Rather than the version I ran at Siege, you run more non-uniques in the uh, in the top tier Greyjoy boat decks at the moment. Mm. So, mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think I might um, I might give that a bash and try and get a couple of games of it before before leaving on Thursday. Uh, whether that happens or not, we'll see. Uh, but I quite like the idea of maybe just taking some um, big. Greyjoy bastards and uh, but I don't know whether I'd go I mean it'd be silly not to kind of go pinch at this point because you know it's so fucking good and it hasn't just, been that hasn't been fixed so yet. many games yeah it hasn't been fixed yet and it will be fixed I'm sure so uh, and how much is going to how much I, I, you know, I imagine there'll be a, a fair bit of, there'll be a fair bit of pinch there yeah. um, so hmm yeah I mean I could I, I definitely I couldn't play fucking I can't Play against Martel Wolf or even play Martel Wolf. I don't think I've. Do you know what? I don't think I've ever even tried to play Martel Wolf, but uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll run, run into one or two. Again, the thing about the thing about playing seven or eight, probably seven rounds on Saturday is if you're playing seven rounds in that hall uh, in Stalag with 300 people, you want to play a deck that you'd be quite content and gonna have fun with playing a full seven or eight rounds with. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you don't want to take something that's going to break your brain, even in the first. Uh, unless, of course, you're a much better card player than I am. But um, it, it's it's nice to play some. It's nice to play something not so much easy, but something you're comfortable with, and you're something that you're that you're satisfied that. By the time it gets to uh, gets to eleven o'clock midday, and you've had a couple of drinks, <laughs> you can definitely, huh. you know, definitely still kind of uh, still hold your own. Okay. And on the Sunday, I would play. Uh, well, you can probably guess what I could play. Would it be Martel House of Dreams, Dawn and Solar? 
It would, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can I can beat around the bush all I like, but no first edition deck that is still legal gives me the satisfaction that Martel House Dreams Door and Solo gives me. Yeah. It's it when we finished first edition, it was a wonderful deck. And I always said to people pe- people ask me later on, what was your favourite first edition deck? And I said Martel Knights of the Hollow Hill. <laughs> but it's not it's anymore. Not, it's not. It's solo. It's, it's, it's solo now. It's yeah. It's just truly wonderful. So I'll just be thankful that there's no opportunity for me to make the cut in joust and miss playing the solo if I'm not there. Yeah. That's that's what it is. <laughs> there's no chance I. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to suddenly fly in on Sunday just to pick up a couple of uh, first edition games now. Okay. Oh, it's tempting. <laughs> I'll just I'll I'll find someone not going to find a yank and play some games on Sunday. Yeah. I'm going to play Stark on Sunday. Oh, really? <laughs> I know. Uh, I think I'm playing Stark Dark Wings on Sunday. Oh, nice. That, right, that I've I've done. That I've definitely um, got sitting in a box and is ready to go. But of course, <laughs> I may well then just voice out and go and play Battle Black Sails anyway. But after my after the last three times I played Battle Black Sails, and it just frustrated the shit out of me. And I said all I was going to do was put a formal petition in there, and, and <laughs> I, I've decided no, let's uh, let's break with tradition and actually play some other cards. And so yeah, start Dark Wings. Uh, it's just the uh, it's just the melee and the joust I need to figure out now. <laughs> it's just the kind of important, uh, relatively kind of important kind of stuff. Uh, because I doubt I, I I think we'll probably have the same thing that happened last year which is I think uh, the, the Glaswegian boys will probably go up and play the team event for Scotland and probably do mm. just as you know pretty well in it like they did last year because of course the European team championship takes place at the same time as the first edition event which takes place down at the town hall but up at the castle the ETC takes place so everyone that's still awake not dead from drinking and not playing first edition uh, has the potential to play it in the ETC and kind of vice versa, I guess. Um, so that will be entertaining, and I hope uh, the Glasgow guys do as well as they did last year because they fucking uh, made us look like idiots. Frankly, we <laughs> played the previous years <laughs> and had failed to win an entire, failed to win a game ever. Uh, and then uh, um, those guys turned up and actually fucking good on them. They're really well. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. For those uh, for those whose language skills maybe aren't as good as mine, I've got some uh, I've got some German lessons for Hooray. for <laughs> for those uh, for those attending Stalag and perhaps need a bit of a um, linguistic kind of push, a little bit of a help in case they run into uh, some situations where. Um, some local, uh, some local language will will uh, will help them out. So we've got some uh, slightly more advanced phrases here than we did last year. Last year we were very basic. Um, for those of for those of you that remember the episode we did last year, and we had a little German language lab then. Um, I've got some more. My pronunciation is nowhere near as good as it used to be, but uh, let's let's have a shot at some of these. How many have we got? Probably too many. Let's. That's fine. There's never enough. You know, too much content is a good thing. Okay, I'll take. I'll take it. I mean, you can probably cut most of these out and then just leave the good one. So, here we go. So these. Whereas last year I did them. I think I did them faction specific. I think I did. You one, did, yeah. I did one for every. This year, um, this year less so. The games 
moved on and advanced a lot in the last 12 months. And there's lots more, um, lots more to talk about. And again, lots more things that people are excited about, lots of, more things that people are frustrated about. And I've tried to reflect that in some of the potential phrases that you might need to know when, uh, when you're in Bacharach. So let me see. Uh, here we go. Let's try this one. Okay, in German, mm-hmm. you might get. You, I don't know how good your translation skills are, but you might twig this. You might, you might, you might suss this just from the, uh, just from the German. Sure. Brown carton sind for Anfänger. <laughs> Is that brown cards are for beginners? Correct. Yay! <laughs> it goes. It also goes without saying to anyone who is German or speaks German. A um, hundred apologies in advance. It is not my native language. I mean, my pronunciation and translation is probably dreadful. But uh, what are you going to do? I'm trying my. I'm trying my best here. That was indeed brown cards for beginners. Let me see. Nine. Natürlich, it's pinch nicht zu stark. No, of course a pinch of powder is not overpowered. <laughs> I like it. Ich werde das militärische Symbol von Drogon entfernen. Is that I've removed Drogon's military icon? It certainly is. The one for the Mark <laughs> there. I will remove the military icon from Drogon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, have, let's do this one. I, I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, wie oft hat der dicke Mann aus dem Norden gestanden? How many times have you stood, Wyman Manderley? <laughs> uh, oh, ich habe vergessen, dass du vier Karten im Schatten hast. Oh, I forgot you had five cards in shadows. Entschuldigung, sie haben vier Gold gezahlt und haben jetzt fünf Seiken an der Tafel? Targaryen is verdelich. Uh, that was a complex one. <laughs> Targaryen Sorry. is OP at the end, I'm sure. Sorry, you counted four gold and now have five characters on the board? Isn't Targaryen wonderful? Naturally, gewinnen sie, sie tragen ein rotes schal. Of course you're going to win. You're wearing a red scarf. Nice. Oh, this is a, here's a complicated one. Dieser neue Wirtschaftsstandort in Baratheon is schrecklich. This new Baratheon economy location is fantastic. <laughs> I hope these are useful. Someone will need to tell me over the weekend if they get a chance to use these in, uh, in, in real life situations. I would be learning that Martel one if... Uh... That would be great. It would be absolutely fantastic to, to actually come out with that one. Here we go. This one is... Warum mach ich mir die Mühe? Sie haben definitiv eine Fanatiker des entrunken Gottes in der Hand. Phew. Why do I bother? You've definitely got a Vince in hand. <laughs> I hope they're useful. They were done in a hurry this afternoon. And so... Uh, um, Please, please, if, if you're German, don't punch me in the face. Um, I just, you know, we 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 try and do our best. We're a, we're a kind of a, um, uh, we're, yeah, we're trying to we're, we're trying to help linguistically, 
uh, our relations our relations with Europe are uh, tentative at best at the moment. So we're just trying to kind of you know hands across hands across the continent. Well, I thought it was wonderful, Tony. So thank you for uh, putting that together for us. You're more than welcome. We try to in- inform and entertain here. Exactly. Yeah, in a kind of um, in a non-profit way. Of course. Regardless of what people say. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Uh, and actually. We should, I mean, we should have asked this to begin with. Where the hell's Peel? Oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't even cover that, did we? No. He, he is at work. He thought he might be able to join us, but uh, apparently not. The, <sighs> the trouble with taking a more consistent job is that he is also working a lot of evenings. Is so it? it's quite tough getting him in the right place at the right time. And we quickly ran out of time to record this episode um they would have been wasted if it had gone out tomorrow so as in if we'd recorded tomorrow Mm. so yeah that's a shame because the other the other big news that um that that uh is certainly of import to to most listeners of the show is is the fact that the spice girls are playing next year oh yeah (laughs) i saw that i'd be very interested to know what uh what Thomas would have to say about that, and if he's grabbed some kind of very expensive uh, tickets to the London show already. I hope so. I hope he's got us some, and uh, just hasn't told us yet. Maybe he's got hey. he's got us them for Christmas. Oh, that'd be amazing! Can you imagine? Oh, fucking banter outing to uh, to to go and see the Spice Girls. Oh, that'd be outstanding. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even looked up how much because they're playing in Edinburgh as well. I know they're they're playing a bunch of dates kind of around uh, yeah. and. Uh, um, I know, I know some, I know some, I know some men over the age of forty. No, no names here. <laughs> definitely, definitely bought extremely expensive tickets to go and see them at Mario Field. Really? Yeah, yeah. And the ones that makes me, that that I mean, that that's great. I'm I'm delighted for them. Um, but it also makes me think I could probably get away with doing that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any left? Oh, I haven't even checked. I don't know. Um, I, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to think there were uh, uh, other standing. Are there such a thing as standing tickets? Are I mean, it, they're playing stadiums, right? So yeah, there's got to be some, standing. you know, there's got to be a mosh pit. Got to be some general standing kind of tickets for these kind of things. Well, you presumably they do a, a wall of death. Yeah. So yeah, it's got to be standing. <laughs> I've not been to a gig without one of them. Exactly right. I've, I might have to. Look, I might have to look up, but I don't know. If, I don't know if it's all there or not. But I'd be very entertained to go and see uh, uh, to, to go and see the ladies next year. Uh, and um, if any if, if any of our listeners have already got tickets, then please let you know. Please please let us know. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, it's Craven's birthday tomorrow. So Ooh. if anyone wants to buy him four tickets to the Spice Girls. <laughs> Then we'll appreciate it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, perfect. Completely unselfishly. Completely unselfishly. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck am I? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, got his address. Yeah. Yeah. A friend at work bought tickets on Saturday, and I was just like, "Wow, they're quite expensive." Yeah. If it was like thirty quid, it's never going to be thirty quid, is it? Jump in. <laughs> but if we're talking, yeah, sixty quid for the. Uh, the nosebleed seats and 
where you can't see anything at Wembley. Yeah. And 140 or something like that for anything that's even remotely decent. So we've got Cardiff, Manchester, Coventry, Sunderland, Edinburgh, Bristol, London. Uh, I'm going to exciting go straight for... Ooh. No, they're, they're all gone. <laughs> 200 so it's only people that just haven't decided to tell us yet. Yeah. That's clearly, our yeah. hope. People it's can't now buy them. It's 200 quid to go and stand in the pitch at Murrayfield. That's ridiculous. Section pitch standing. Oh, those are the platinum tickets because all of the uh, 60 quid tickets, I imagine, have gone. Ah, well, that's a shame. Well, if anyone works for StubHub or Viagogo or anything like that <laughs> and uh, wants to get us a lovely kind of a, a lovely banterous Christmas present, um, yeah, I'll take a standing ticket, please. Thank you very much. As close to as close to Jerry as I can possibly get. Oh, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds stocky, doesn't it? Oh. it, it it's it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine at a gig. Yeah, exactly. If it was like, please buy me a house as close to Jerry, (laughs) or like a treehouse or something, then (laughs) it might be quite sinister. But at a gig, that's perfectly reasonable. Get me a box and a sleeping bag at the end of a road, Mm. it'll be fine. (laughs) I don't know if they stand in order the whole gig. I don't know whether they've got like a set thing or where they move around a bit. I've not really watched a live Spice Girl gig in quite a while. Um, but like, if you if you want, do you want to sit on a certain side of the stadium? Is that slightly closer to Jerry? Generally, they're like a a regular band where like you know the, the guitarist tends to stand on the left hand side. I know what you mean, like the Ant and Deck kind of thing. Like, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I like the idea that the Spice Girls don't move around at all; that they just <laughs> they just the four, the four of them just stand right where they are and they're not allowed to move. In re- <laughs> if they do move, they all move in relation to each other as they move around the stage. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, don't, with don't exactly uh, half a meter between each of them at all times. Yeah, yeah carefully <laughs> choreograph. Uh, dance routines that mean they don't kind of cross the streams as it were as they kind of yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I assume want, so anyway I don't know I used to have um, this is a true story uh, it's, it, and even then it's not much of a story um, we used to watch uh, a, a friend of mine who was quite um, uh, kind of guiltily into the Spice Girls as like a, a man in his late 20s early 30s kind of back when uh, um, the Spice Girls album came out um, he had one of their concert videos and we used to watch the uh, we used to watch that once in a while. It's quite quite a good concert video. And as uh, we, me and him, kind of played in various bands and we'd done session work and stuff like that, um, we used to quite admire the band that played behind the Spice Girls. Right? They were shit. Uh, it was the same same with um, same weirdly with like like things like watching like take that videos. It's like yeah okay, they're the songs and the fucking take that and all that. But the band behind them are always shit hot. They have to be. They are you know the best session players in the business, and they get paid a shitload of money to basically. Stand in the dark and play these incredible pop songs, and we used to kind of we used to kind of watch these videos and go, man, that would be the best job, right? To be paid, you know, paid paid a grand a night to play ninety minutes of like top notch pop material, right? Be, uh, if you're a bass player, or a guitarist, or a drummer, or whatever, and to be fucking playing, you know, playing all these cra- you know crazy pop hits, nobody knows who you are, and you're just getting paid a lot of money. But if you were a session player for the Spice Girls as well. You get to stand behind the Spice Girls for an hour and a half every night, <laughs> right? And just it, yeah, not to put too fine a point on it, it wouldn't be a bad place to kind of spend ninety minutes. We used to think in nineteen ninety eight <laughs> or nineteen ninety nine, to watch these watch these videos and go, look at that, look at the smile on that bass player's face as he's standing there playing ding 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 ding, playing Spice Up Your Life ogling fucking arses of all four five Spice Girls or whatever for 19 <laughs> minutes of fucking night and goes home with a fat pay packet and nobody knows who the hell he is. Do you think, what a job. 
a great truly job. the dream yeah truly would have been the dream um, that was 20 years ago I've grown up <laughs> <laughs> and, and I never did I never did get that job you'll settle for looking at uh, take that sauces instead uh, yeah well I guess so I guess so yeah I'll have to look at freaking Jason Orange's yeah bombers <laughs> or pay 200 quid to go and stand in a pitch in Murrayfield and look at Jerry from afar yeah yeah oh dear. But, but aside from that yeah Starlight's this weekend it'll be great cards and that yeah whatever <laughs> I guess that's it there's not much more to add have fun everybody <laughs> <laughs>